As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I don't believe that we all really embrace the exercise that it takes to remain faithful. Hmm. Some of us, when your commitment to Christ is either put in a crisis or when it's challenged, you show that you really were not for Christ. And I would say that the experience that we just endured with the attempt at the merger actually showed how many of us don't trust Christ. I've heard last week there were some people that said, and I'm not uh, picking on nobody, but it's a teaching moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Teach, I've heard some say, well, we're back home. What home did you leave? <laughs> you were still at home in the body. That's right. That's right. Which means you were still absent from the Lord. So what is home? But what you really meant, possibly, was now my convenience has been satisfied. Now my commute has been shortened. Now my stress because I really wasn't committed to a work has been alleviated. That's what you meant by home? Huh? You ain't home until you're with Christ. Then you can say you're home. That's an indication to me that you put more stock in brick and mortar than you do in the promises of God. You know, your commitment to Christ is not based upon a location of where you worship. Because if we decided to worship at Fairmount Park, 
you ought to be in the assembly. If we decided to worship down by the Schuylkill River on one of the drives, Kelly Drive or any other drive, you ought to be there. But that just, for me, coming back isn't indicative of gaining anything. Because you have to consider what did you learn from the experience? Did it make you more mature or are you just happy that you got your seat back? Not just your seat, but your seat of do nothing. I didn't come back to sit down. And, and I would say for the most part, many of us for the past six months didn't attend the Bible studies, didn't come to the services, and then people had the nerve to ask me now that we're back. When I say nerve, I don't mean it in, in, in a way that's demeaning, but I mean to ask me, can we have a Friday study? For what? People can't even get here Lord's Day. People can't get here Tuesday. But then you want to extend somebody else's responsibility because it makes you look religious. You know, there was a time when, uh, and some of you may be familiar with this, they interviewed Allen Iverson. And it, it gained notoriety because he began to talk. They were asking him about practice. <laughs> and he said in, in so many words that we're spending time here talking about practice when we ought to be talking about the game. But we got to talk about practice. Because what we're practicing or what we're exercising, it don't seem to be resulting in fruit. Brothers who get up and lead the services, do you practice prayer at home? Huh? Amen. Well, it's going to see. For some reason, our religiosity is the only time we believe we can come once a week and fake everybody. Even during the week. This is the time we come together and act as if we really spend time studying the Bible. Don't we? See, Sunday has really become a day of fakery. Because that's the time a brother can get up. He hadn't practiced a song all week. But he can get up and fake and act as if he led a song and then the brother believes, I did my part. Right? That's the time we can come together and we don't really give with sacrifice, but we make a donation. Don't we? Because we're more concerned with what's left over than what we can give sacrificially. So it's easier to give five 
or $10 knowing I got a concert to go to this week. Right? I, I know, I see you, you wasn't expecting this, was you? <laughs> but I'm showing you what we're doing. We're not advancing because we don't believe Christ. That's the root of it. Nothing ought to change your commitment to Jesus Christ. Location, you got people that's not here today. I hear tell that some people were told uh, we were back and some people's, you know, you still don't see him. Well, my first question would have to be to them, did Christ leave? Huh? Wait, what was it about Christ that you trusted from the beginning that you relinquished because of a geographical move? Huh? He didn't leave, did he? No. Do you believe Christ left you because you moved to a different location? If anything, what happened to you is your faith in Christ got challenged because you wasn't willing. God don't, listen, listen. You really believe what God has done through Christ is about your comfort level? My comfort level? And when you look at the devil, show you how far away we got, you know, most of the stuff that the devil accuses us of to God, he right. <laughs> what? I never heard like that. You don't want to hear that, do you? Good stuff. Just make it plain. That's good stuff. He's the accuser. He's the accuser of the brethren. So if he says, why should you save them? They don't support the work. Is he telling the truth? you forgive them they ain't really concerned with what's going on at the assembly they don't the, the brother said get your pen and your paper half of you don't even do that half of you don't even have what I'm saying half I don't know what the exact number is but you don't have a Bible but you expect to embrace something that's true and you yourself don't even know how to prove it See, somebody can preach truth. The question is, is it true for you because you've drawn that conclusion? Hmm. I guarantee for some of us, if, if somebody came along right now and tried to refute the head covering, a brother that got stuck would say, that's something Brother Reggie taught. If a brother would come along and, and, and it seemed to get shaky or marriage and divorce, somebody, one of the brethren would say, well, that's how, that's what Brother Reggie told him. I never really, see, then he'll start coming out. Well, I never really agreed with the head covered in marriage and divorce, but I just didn't feel like fooling with Brother Reggie on it. <laughs> or if somebody came along about the Lord's Supper and, you know, got a brother stuck on the one cup and the one loaf, we will revert back to say, well, that's something that Brother Reggie taught. Well, well, let me ask you, 
do you really have a belief? Huh? I would, many of us don't have a belief. You know why you don't have a belief? Your belief is based on you having a good memory to parrot what you heard somebody else say. So you, you may say to me, I believe what Brother Young is teaching on X, Y, and Z. But in reality, you're not sure because, number one, you haven't done the research. Number two, you can't teach it. And number three, you don't even want to get involved. Think about it. If everybody, and I mainly say the brethren, were really in agreement about this marriage and divorce thing, how come you brothers ain't don't teach it? I ain't talking about mentioning it. I, that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you just mentioning something. I'm talking about you go to the verse and extrapolate. You go to the verse and prove, even if people got questions, you're able to say, I got the answer, and this is how I drew my conclusion. And you can't point back to me and say, well, that's how he broke it down. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Can you brothers do that? You say, how, how does all this come into play? I'm still on Christology. How does all this come into play? What good is it to live your life as an exercise of futility and you never committed to what Christ said? You know, many people are afraid when they get into the book of Revelation and they start hearing about the mark of the beast. And people say, oh, they're trying to put computer chips in people and they're, they're trying to do this. And, you know, some people may have a birthday in June. They were born June 6, 1966. That's the mark of the beast. That ain't even what John's talking about. You know, you got people in here right now got the mark of the beast. But how would you know that if you don't know what the mark of the beast is? You know what the mark of the beast is? Do you even know? And this doesn't mean to, meant to be demeaning. Do you even know? Because for me to say you can have it, the least you could do is say, I don't know what it is, so how can you say I got it? Right? I mean, we Bible thumpers, right? According to you, you've been studying all week, right? These are the things that we've been learning here. Well, what is the mark of the beast? The spirit that you exhibit that don't stand for what's right. That's the mark of the beast that we exhibit. Just like a lot of people, the question is, what happened? Why did it fall apart? Why are y'all back at 4th and Jew? Well, why does it matter? If you would have been there taking a stand, maybe you would have known. Maybe if you would have saw what was going on and played a more active role in resolve or reconciliation or righting the wrong, then maybe you have something to stand on. But, but I know, I, I told you, I'm going to be the bad guy either way. And that, that don't mean nothing to me. But I tell you what. If you follow me out there and not Christ, you's a fool. Amen. Amen. And if you came back 
Because I came back, you's a fool. So you got to make a decision. Why you went out and why you came back. And I shouldn't have nothing to do with it. Nothing. Nothing. Well, why should you say, well, brother, I know what's said. Well, brother Reggie, and, and you notice, when I made my statement, what did I say? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and I says, I said, services will be open at 4th and 2, but I said, I'm out. You know why? Because my reason may not have been your reason. Going or coming. So you got to answer the question. For it, see, the question isn't, why are y'all back and forth and two? The question is, why are you back? So you lie and say, well, since you, since you made us go out there, I'll you to come back. I ain't made nobody do nothing. You made a choice. So don't, don't, don't lie on me because you made a choice and now you're looking for a scapegoat. And it's only honorable and reasonable that you know why you're back, isn't it? That's just showing integrity. Why, if, if, if you don't know why you're back, then you need to be out Darby until you figure it out. <laughs> For real. You need to be out Darby until you figure it out. Because if you're just following people from here to there, that, that means that any wave of doctrine... Right. Wind, wave, foaming sea or whatever, wandering star come along. You gonna be all over the place. Just like it's a couple of members now. And I don't care if they get back. Let them call me a liar. You stop coming to Darby. You was against Darby for going. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to Ursuline. Well, Ursuline is... Forfeit you, Wes. Amen. <laughs> or Chester County. So why would you give an appearance of division because something happened you ain't like at Darby, but your main complaint was distance. You see how the devil works? Huh? You see how the devil works? But ain't nobody looking for the devil. People are looking for, and you were on this this morning, saints are not exercising themselves unto godliness. They're exercising themselves unto, I'm going to do what I believe is a gain for me. And if you believe it's a gain for you, you're going to exercise yourself in it, aren't you? And we seem to be the only I don't want to say only in the sense of, uh, of absolutely, but I would say for the most part, we in the church seem to be people who believe we don't have to be committed to something, but all of a sudden God going to give us what we need anyway. Let me give you what, I'm, what I mean by that. Some of you would rather take a job where you miss Lord's Day and miss the Bible study because you believe you can function without it and you'll be okay. 
That's true. See, that's how we operate. That's true. We don't embrace the teachings of Christ to the extent of, I need to be there much as I can. Not that I'm going to be saved because I was at every service, but God is judging my heart. God is judging my faith. So why would I put a stumbling block in my way and think God going to give me a pass because I had to feed my family? So sure, you'll take a job that'll have you miss Tuesday, and then you talk about a Friday study, it's going to have you miss that, but then you show up on Lord's Day like, I'm a mature Christian. Look at what I've learned. I've learned Genesis, the revelation. Well, prove it. Prove it. You think, now, all of y'all in here ain't studying all week. Right? Amen. You're not spending no time studying. So not only are you not studying, you're not spending time studying. But you, we're spending time doing something. And for the smart aleck that the devil got a hold of, I'm not speaking of every minute you're studying. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you discipline yourself that there's a commitment made where there's either a block of time or a consistent pattern where you sit down and say, let me go over this. Yeah, that's that's right. true. Let yeah. me go over that. Okay. that you know, I, 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 mean, I took this out because now this is my time for my prayer closet. I took this out because this is my time to get into my word. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. We don't do that. But you know how I know that we don't do that? Because one of the reasons why, you, you, you keep the tape rolling because I want them to see it. <laughs> one of the reasons why the issues that we have in the brotherhood with false doctrine is so prevalent because it reverts back to one brother as the one that taught it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. yes. So the point of reference is not, you know what? This brother teaches it, this brother teaches it, and that brother teaches it. It's always going back to one brother. And they're saying, look, the marriage and divorce, and this isn't meant to slight you, they don't say nothing about Brother Kenny. They don't say nothing about Brother Kenny teach it, Brother Arnold teach it, Brother Sterling teach it, Brother Mark teach it, Brother Vern teach it, or Brother Ron teach it. You know what they say? That's what Brother Reggie teach. <laughs> Why is that? So, so when there's a disagreement and not an attempt to be disagreeable, it always comes down to, well, who's teaching Matthew 19? One person. And then who's teaching, as long as you two devils live, you're bound by the law? <laughs> two people. Everybody else is out the way. Well, why is that? I mean, Paul said he taught the same thing at every church. And he said, the things you heard of me among many witnesses, the same. Not nothing different. 
the same commit the faithful men that may be able not to parrot but to teach others also. Amen. True. So if you if a, if if something was committed to your trust and you believe it, then you want to take the same flack that the one they keep pointing to is taking. That's right. That's right. And if you're not, you're a coward. That's right. That's all it is. They, listen, and you don't think the majority of the saints know you brothers that aren't doing it. They already know that. They, said, they ain't going to say, that's Brother Reggie. Even to the extent, there was a time I had asked a brother to do something and call another brother. And you know what the brother said that he called? Brother Reggie told you to call me, didn't he? <laughs> and he was right. Why is that? Because we're not exercising ourselves unto godliness. See, I know what they do out there. They just call on anybody to preach. That, that's, that's, not, that's not the Bible way. No. The Bible way is to train men, train brethren that they can then in turn teach the people of God. Amen. And if you're not willing to take a stand, I ain't calling on you. You say, well, I, that sounds like a dictatorship. You're not calling on me. Well, tell me what reason it is that the people should want to hear you. Right? Amen. Huh? Amen. Well, what is it that you've done? What is it? Have you shown yourself? Now you wonder why, and it was brought up. One, the brother said it wasn't nobody fit that he saw, and I don't know what he was looking at. There was nobody fit or qualified to be an elder. Oh. Well, I see it. Amen. But see, we can be so quick to look at what we call a qualification, which let me tweak you on that. Really, all he's dealing with is character manifestations. Right, right. He's dealing with things other than married, having children. The other things are just things that a brother ought to be walking in anyhow. Right. Right. But we, I mean, I know we've coined the terminology qualifications, but when you really look at it, it ain't really a qualification. It's just... This is how a brother is to be living. Okay. He's a married brother. If you're looking for someone, first of all, he got to desire the office. Right? If he's a married brother, his children ought to be believers. He shouldn't love money. He shouldn't be a wine-bibber. You know, just things that, as a, as a brother, you ought to be living anywho. So ain't like nobody asking you to have a PhD. He's just saying... Let me see these, these character traits that God is requiring of you anyhow. Let me see you live it. And if I don't see you living it, then the church got the right to say, it don't matter how much desire you have, why should we appoint you? Because it's not being shown. But, but one of the reasons why... There are no elders or deaconess because when one man wants control of everything, 
then that's a dictatorship. Because he don't understand the Bible, and let, let me let me help you with this. The elder ain't the preacher's boss. That's if you understand the Bible. The elder is not the preacher's boss. They're both servants of God. The Bible says that. So what do the, the preacher and the elders, because it got to be plural, what do they do? They work together. The preacher preaches, the elder shepherds or pastors. But he ain't the preacher's boss. Thank you. Did you know that? Amen. The elder ain't the preacher's boss. See, that's a mentality that may be the Euro-American persuasion taught you, but that ain't what the Bible teaches. Amen. Listen, to show you that the elder ain't his boss, the preacher is told to ordain him. Okay. So you ordain somebody to be your boss <laughs> after you trained them. Wait, you trained them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.